This copyrighted podcast is presented by the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council. The opinions and views shared by those of non-paid guests on the business of blueberries are those of our guests and do not represent the views, positions, or policies of the USHBC. The blueberry industry is like no other, passionate, resilient, and innovative. This podcast is your source for the latest information on the management, markets, research, and technology related to blueberry production. This is the business of blueberries. Here's your host, president of the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council, Casey Cronquist. Welcome back to another episode of The Business of Blueberries, the only podcast dedicated exclusively to the blueberry industry. It's Frozen Food Month. This is the second of our power periods for Grab a Boost of Blue. Our toolkit for Frozen Food Month has been loaded up and is ready for you to download. There you'll find some fantastic resources, including Frozen Fact Sheet outlining 20 ways to love frozen blueberries. Visit ushbc.org slash frozen boost to download those resources today. In today's episode, we're going to explore what's happening with USHBC Industry Relations efforts. First and foremost, I get to introduce you to the chairman of the Industry Relations Committee, Mr. Bo Slack. Bo has been in the produce industry for over 25 years in grower relations, marketing, growing, and business development. He has an extensive background in horticulture and grower programs that continue to prove results worldwide. We're lucky to have him leading our Industry Relations Committee and lucky to have him on the show today. Welcome, Bo. Hey, thank you, Casey. It's a, it's an honor to be on with you. Well, it's great to have you, and and uh, you know, credit to you and the committee for even having this platform. Quite frankly, and this in a global pandemic was, I think, part of the pivot plan that went forward after March. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, uh, before we dive into what's happening with, with industry relations, Bo, uh, maybe you can give us a little bit about your background. Yeah. So, you know, right out of college, I took over uh, my parents' farms, and uh, my wife and I raised our kids on. Uh, in the tree fruit industry. In my late 20s, I decided that uh, our fruit wasn't being sold for high enough prices. So I jumped into sales and uh, that eventually led into management. And from there on, I've, I've been a strong grower advocate. Blueberries, uh, I've always been very passionate about. It's an outstanding piece of fruit. And you know, during my tenure in the berry industry, I saw the West Coast build from you know, less than less than three million pounds of berries to over sixty million pounds of berries in in my region alone. The blue wave. Yeah, it is. It's been a blue wave uh, globally. In the U.S. alone, when I moved into doing berries, you know, the first thing that uh, that Driscoll wanted is they wanted me to be an expert on blueberries, and I joined the USHBC that first year. The USHBC is and NABC have been crucial for our organization and, and myself to, to grow and to really stay in touch with the grower community and the blueberry industry. Well, that's remarkable because, you know, I think here today, all these many years later, you're leading the industry relations committee. And the primary purpose of that committee is to serve the interest of communicating the work of USHBC back to the industry. And so maybe you can talk about, you know, how then you got involved and, and how did you elevate to become chair of the uh, Industry Relations Committee? Well, I, actually, I, I spoke too much, you know, going to, going to our spring and fall meetings, getting involved in committees. I made it clear that uh, the industry is, is growing fast. We have a terrific health message. We have strong consumer demand that, that needs to be stronger as we build out. And I spoke up 
uh, very clearly to the committees I, w- I was on that uh, that I I needed to see that growth and I needed to see that investment in in pushing out the blueberry message. And uh, with that, I, I was I was asked to step into the role. I think it's been about six years now. I've been in the lead of the industry relations. We're strong in, in grower outreach with engagement and education. You know, great programs. And since we've been blessed with having having you join the organization, Casey, you know, we've we've went out with the the Boost of Blue and the and the podcasts and the virtual town halls. You know, all outstanding programs that that allowed us to increase our outreach and increase our engagement with with the key growers in the U.S. Yeah, well, and and I know that the pattern of how we did our outreach has been an effort all along. Uh, but how, what would you say has been the otherwise biggest challenge for us reaching growers in industry relations? Well, the biggest challenge is grower involvement, and I and I think that's as for being a grower, you are you are busy year around. You're out working the fields. You're working programs. You're investing in your time in in the local community. So it's hard to be involved in all the organizations as well. And I think with that, growers allow key people in each region to represent their cause, and they let them know when they when they have issues. Our goal has been to try to get more growers to come to our meetings, to be more involved, and to speak out. So everybody has a clear understanding of where this growth is coming from, how we're going to build consumer demand, and how we're going to keep high FOB prices on on this fruit so our growers have a good return on investment. Yeah. Well, and I think we we spent a good portion of the beginning of this year doing some outreach to get more growers involved with our town halls. And and I know you've already kind of alluded to that. So I want to dive into that. But before we do, uh, let's take a quick break for our crop report. Most listeners know this time of year, we get weekly reports from important blueberry growing regions like Mexico, Peru, Chile. So here, once again, is your blueberry crop report. It's time now for your blueberry crop report, an update on crop conditions and markets from important blueberry areas around the globe. Today, you'll hear from Andres Armstrong in Chile, Luis Vegas in Peru, and Juan Seria Morales in Mexico. This was recorded on March 3rd, 2021. Hello, this is Andres Armstrong reporting from from Chile. Our report is from week seven, which is up to February 21st. The export from Chile maintained high volumes for this part of the season, with 9.5 million pounds exported on week seven. Most of the week's exports were shipped to North America with 8.5 million pounds. The accumulated volume up to February 21st already reaches 250 million pounds, marking a new export record from Chile and a growth of 6.5% compared to the same date last season. We only have a couple of weeks to go, so uh, we should be around 7% over last season, which is um, a new record volume coming out from Chile. Among the reasons to explain to explain this growth are the increase in the planted area from the Maule region to the south and the replacement of orchards with more productive varieties. So this is my report for the week. We only have one or week, one or two weeks more to end up our season, but, but we are already wrapping up. Thank you very much. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Luis from Pro Arandanos with Peru's crop report up until the end of week eight which is the end, the week ending on February 28th. So up until this point of the season, 
Peru has shipped a total of 356 million pounds of fresh blueberries worldwide, which represents uh, more than 99% of the forecasted volume. Up until this point, the volume shipped represents an increase of 34% versus the volume shipped season. And from this total volume, 53% has been shipped to the U.S. So that's the report from Peru. Thank you very much. Hi, good morning, everybody. This is Juan Soria Morales, Plant Health Inspector from Maneberris. Today, we are going to provide the Mexico's export report for week eight. As we have reported previously, that we are very close to our peak of production. As a result, this week, we have exported a total of 5,239,500 pounds. From this volume, a total of 4,990,000 pounds have been shipped to the United States and Canada. From the beginning of the season and until today, Mexico has exported to all the world a total of 52,237,500 pounds. From this volume, we have shipped to the United States a total of 49,750,000 pounds. Next week, we are expecting to keep up with this volume. That is basically the report that we have for this week. Thank you very much. I want to thank our colleagues for sharing these crop reports with us as Chile improves production winds down. Uh, we're looking forward to the return of the domestic crop and the familiar voices that we've heard from last year's reports. But for now, let's get back to our conversation with Bo Slack. Bo, we talked a little bit about the, uh, the town halls before the break. And, uh, you know, this was something that, you know, was no small effort on the part of getting all these different regions to come to representative town halls. Maybe you can talk a little bit about, I know you attended a number of them as chair of the committee, you know, why, why that activity you felt was important at this time. Oh yeah. Well, number one for us was putting a face to the industry and many of our growers could not get out to meet face to face with the COVID issues. So creating a platform where you can do the town halls, and we can represent that with uh, state commissions and with regional partners it has been extremely beneficial. And even in many cases, we saw a larger outreach on some of the town halls than we have when we did in-person programs in the past. Even more enlightening has been our virtual meeting this last fall that was you know, highly, highly attended and, uh, and brought in some great responses from from the growers who who were involved. Yeah, I would say I think it was expected in in many ways that the people who have had questions or they wanted to learn more about USHPC but, you know, might not have otherwise bought a plane ticket or wanted to to spend the money on a hotel room over a four-day multi-day uh, activity virtual nature of, of this last year has been a huge benefit to those who wanted to just kind of tip their toe in or, or just get an insider glimpse on who's involved and how we're spending the resources and what kind of activities are underway. And I just think it just so happened to be our 20th anniversary. And I know, I know that everybody really wanted to get together for the 20th anniversary, but in many ways, we wouldn't have had 1,100 people register for that conference and expo that we held this fall. So it has been unfortunate we haven't been able to other, but there have been silver linings in this, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Our, our growers all would like to be involved, and having having these new platforms and these new tech solutions 
to making that happen uh, are, are going to evolve in the future. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see how this is, how this is going forward. You know, I can go out and work, work in the field and get quite a bit done during the day and still come in and do these meetings and feel like I've gotten a, a good interaction and have my questions answered on the spot. I think going forward, we all want to be back to the way it was. And I, I think to a degree that's going to happen. But this virtual basis is going to, for the people who can't travel and for the people who, who really want to be there, it'll allow us a new platform for the future. And that's, that's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. And, and, and I think in the case of the uh, town halls where what we set up was smaller rooms that laddered into larger gatherings throughout the country, you know, there was almost a small conference that came together when you added up all the states that participated. And, and it was a, a great turnout in that respect and a great way for us to do, you know, regional outreach across the country and continue to draw this conversation. Because one of the things I think we face, Bo, and you maybe agree, but feel free to disagree. But one of the things I've recognized in industry relations is just trying to bifurcate the difference between NABC and USHBC. And how have you seen that be a challenge, trying to respect the roles and responsibilities of each? And, and how have you seen that change uh, you know, recently or, or not? Yeah. So we went with a strong outreach program to let people know the difference between the two organizations. And you know, the primary difference is that the NABC has the ability to work on legislate and work with the government. And the USHBC is the strongest grower advocate, but you know, working within confines of, of USDA sanctions on what we can and cannot do. It is beneficial in, with the recent issues that we've had and are ongoing in, in different parts of the industry. The USHBC is able to take a neutral stance and hopefully bring the two parties together that, are, that have conflicts and answer questions and help them to resolve their issues. You know, I, I know having, you know, spent some time with you and other members of our leadership team, it's a, it's a deep desire to see, you know, NABC and USHBC continue to be a solution-based organizations and the two of them working left-hand, right-hand, one being able to advocate, the other one being able to drive demand and, and continue to market blueberries to grow the category. Uh, just critical right now, especially as we look at the increasing of production, whether it's domestic or coming in from other parts of the world, being able to draw more consumers into the path to purchase uh, experience. And without getting into some of the promotion aspects of what we do uh, in detail, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a preview to come to our spring meetings. But, you know, I think the other thing that you're working on as a committee that will also be preview, well, we'll preview it here, but encourage people to attend and learn more about the spring meetings is the work that David Rockland's doing. He spent the better part of the first two months, you know, soliciting surveys, responses from our growers and industry members. And uh, we've gotten so far some cursory results from that work that will be further shared during your committee meeting. You know, I think the very beginning parts of David's project is to establish the measurement and framework expectations, some consistency of how we govern the measurement of of the return on investment over time internally and and on behalf of being able to report the industry. But the other part that's really critical that he's been hired to do is to kind of walk us through strategic planning for USHBC. And and time is just, I think, perfect for this right now. And and maybe you can speak a little bit about the decision to move this forward with David and the work he's doing. Yeah, it, you know, uh, aligning our strategic goals uh, are so crucial to how we invest for the future and how we grow the, the blueberry category. What David's come up with so far that uh, is very enlightening is 
majority of our grower base from the survey are involved and have a, a high percentage of knowledge on what we do and how we do it. What I did find really exciting was the clear position that we need to increase consumer marketing and even a stronger outreach on the nutritional healthy side of the business. And I think investing in those things will definitely boost up our blueberry business and help an overall profitability of the grower. Yeah. I mean, one of the takeaways just, you know, as a, as again, kind of a preview to uh, our spring meeting industry relations committee meeting is just that one of the questions about over the years, has the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council helped build consumption of blueberries and products that include blueberry ingredients? And 75% of all respondents indicated yes. And I think to the extent that that is, you know, whether we're accounting for the health halo that has been carefully cultivated and developed over many years, or we're talking about straight marketing and promotion efforts that have also built off that health halo, but also have been developing in the creative ways to grab consumers' attention about blueberries. 75% is a great percent of people saying how important this has been over the last five years. Oh, definitely. You know, the frozen category took a big boost from this last year. You know, if we're going to come out with something positive that came out of the out of the COVID situation, we, we were able to really benefit on the health aspect of blueberries, a strong movement on frozen poly bag, on frozen mixed bags, and then, you know, fresh continues to grow. I think all that is on the strong investment that our growers have made on their food safety practices, their sustainability, and taking that step forward to make themselves better. Bo, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions is that, you know, it can be difficult to get involved with USHBC, whether it's on a committee level, but even more specifically at a board level. But right now we're in the middle of a kind of a nominations process for this year's elections season, which will be this fall. But really it's open, right? I mean, this is the opportunity that people say they're looking for or feel like they're not getting. So maybe you can talk a little bit about in your committee's work of helping to facilitate the elections process this year. Yeah, yeah. So we're in the final processes of gathering in uh, the nominees. We still have some regional positions to fill across the country. So please, if you're interested in being involved in the USHBC in a member role or a committee role, please get a hold of myself or Casey. Uh, we are currently in a process where the nominations on the member role will be closing on Friday. Those nominations and nomination forms will be submitted to the USDA who will review them and make a selection. I think the misconception in the past is how difficult it was to get a membership role and be part of, well, we have created additional membership positions over the years, both regional, state, and, and so there's, there's multiple positions to be involved in. So if you are interested or your family, you know, one of the key things that we've worked on the past few years is programs to bring young people and, and the next generation into the business. And we've brought several of them into member positions in the past. And uh, we'd love to talk to you about it and see if there's something that we can work into getting you or your family involved. Yeah, I think that's great. And, and just to put a fine point on those open positions right now, it's uh, region one through four. Those are all open. And so west, midwest, northeast, and south. We also have the importer four alternate position open for the nomination process, the exporter one, which is Chile's position. They'll be uh, going through their process. And uh, the public member position uh, is also uh, open for nomination. In addition, uh, we have an alternate position open in Oregon, which we're working with the Oregon Blueberry Commission on 
the positioning of that role. So there is clearly uh, opportunities here for people to get involved with the election cycle coming up this fall. So again, the deadlines this Friday and, you know, encouragement here is just to consider yourself as, as someone who might want to throw their hat in the ring for uh, a position in either the uh, member position or the alternate position in one of these seats on our 20 member board. Yeah. And we, and we strongly recommend uh, and, and are, uh, are very aggressive at looking for diversity in the program and continue to have a, a strong membership roles who are, who are advising the board of directors. Very good. Very good. Well, this has been great. Uh, as we preview for the spring meetings, this is a registration process that's going to be done online. We invite you to go to blueberryevents.org and register. It's a series of four days starting off with a great kickoff with, with a number of important keynote speakers that will be talking about specific areas in agriculture trade. Uh, we have uh, another speaker coming to talk about uh, the new administration coming in there at USDA. So, uh, for those of you that are looking to the future and wanting to see what USHBC is working towards and and representing the interest of the industry in the next five years, uh, this will be a great series of meetings to participate in. And 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 I hope all of you who are listening will uh, consider some uh, opportunity to join us. Anything else, Bo, that that you want to offer in terms of encouragement for people to attend? Oh yeah, I mean I've gained so much over the years of being involved in the industry and. The camaraderie between growers and marketers from across the country, you know, is always a great learning experience. And I, I, I think it's something that you and your teams and, and family members need to take advantage of. That's key to what this blueberry industry is all about and what the USHBC and NABC can, can provide. So please get involved. And I really appreciate the time today, Casey. Yeah, this has been great. And again, I appreciate your committee's uh confidence in this format. And, uh, you know, I think this is going to be something that despite the pandemic, we've seen in, even in the industry survey that David did that the podcast rises is like the number four outreach tool that the USHBC is known for already, which is a which is fantastic. And I just really appreciate your leadership at the committee level and with USHBC. So again, thank you for jumping on the show with us today. And, and uh, we wouldn't be here without you, Bo. And we're really appreciative of the committee's work to continue to do this effort of, of uh, telling the story of USHBC, connecting with growers, and continuing to uh, you know kind of paddle the same way together uh, best we can to uh, drive the category and increase demand and consumer interest in what is a, as you said at the very top of the show, uh, an incredible fruit in that industry I'm certainly proud to be a part of. So thank you both. Yeah, thank you, Casey. Appreciate it. And uh, good luck to everyone on a successful season. It's always great to chat with Bo. I've just appreciated getting to know him over the last year and a half that I've had this opportunity to uh, be a part of the industry. And, and in this capacity, you know, really see the work he's put into being chair of a committee, in this case, industry relations. And so I always appreciate his insights and advice and his years of experience on what it takes to to do industry relations, to do the outreach that we're doing today at USHBC that I think really is important for us to move together as an industry. So one of my takeaways from our conversation is just, you know, for the industry to move forward and meet the challenges that lie ahead, we, we really need to move forward together. And the way to do that is through this effective communication. And I think uh, we talked a lot about the different ways we're working as much as we can and getting the information that everybody's needing or wanting or 
or needing to hear more about uh, in the hands and in a variety of different formats, of course. And so virtual town halls certainly were things that we put together. Uh, but in the podcast, again, something that has been a, a true resource for all of us to still feel like we're hearing each other or hearing from each other. And uh, and so I'm looking forward to getting back together. And, and I think what we're saying here and the theme of today's conversation is really about participation. Uh, we welcome this participation at USHBC. Uh, this is really your organization funded by your dollars. So I, I really think we're hearing from Bo and I'm reiterating here that we encourage you to take an active role in USHBC. It's only because of people like Bo who took the time when he took the time in his early part of his Blueberry career to get involved. And this is afforded to all of you. Our elections and nomination process is underway right now for those of you who are thinking about uh, becoming a part of the leadership structure at USHBC. But uh, it's really about involvement at your organization. Uh, it's it's a great governance structure that I've certainly been proud to be a part of. Uh, we're looking for ways we can continue to evolve this program with that kind of leadership and that kind of influence in our program. But I think we're, we're listening and we're constantly hoping we can uh, engage with all of you listening on better ways to do that. So if, you, if you've got some thoughts on this, we'd love to hear from you. Bo would love to hear from you. Uh, we'd be happy to take into consideration uh, as we go into this new year. Uh, for our, our, our podcast here. But that's it for episode 37. We'd like to see you more involved in the blueberry industry. And a great way to start is by attending our spring conference and meetings happening March 16th to the 19th. It's virtual and completely free. Register today at blueberryevents.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with more innovation, collaboration, family, and hard work right here on the Business of Blueberries. 